Welcome to the Gathered Truths Podcast. My name is Jen Yaki. Join me each week as we create this sacred container for discovery and healing, a place where you are invited to safely inquire, contemplate, and explore the paths of wellness, awareness, and truth. Together, we will listen, breathe, learn, and grow so that we can show up for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Welcome to Gathered Truths. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Gathered Truths podcast. This is episode number 11. I am recording this today on the fall equinox. That's pretty exciting. The 23rd of September, so happy fall, happy autumn. And before we get going here today, just wanted to remind you of a couple of ways that we can connect. So on Facebook, I have a meditation group. It's called Gather 5-Minute Meditation. And I do um, Facebook Lives there three times a week. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6.30 and Saturdays at 7 a.m. And everything is recorded, so if you can't make it at those times, which are all Pacific, um, you can just choose a meditation. They are all named. And there have to be over 50 now, so there's lots to choose from. And they're all guided meditations between, I would say, four and seven minutes. And then the other thing is you can go to genyaki.com, sign up for the mailing list. I only send out something once a month. And that way you can stay in contact with me and know what's coming up. We have a retreat coming up in the spring and summer. So you might want to join us for that. So I'm really excited this morning to talk to you. Um, um, I love the fall. So we got up this morning and the family was having a chit chat about fall. And Lucas loves helping me decorate the house. And I love decorating the house for fall. And I get really excited about it because I will keep the decorations up from now until um, the day after Thanksgiving and, and then put up the holiday decorations after that. But it just feels cozy and these are my favorite times of the year here in the desert. And even though it doesn't feel like fall outside, um, in my mind it does. It feels like fall. Um. And I love fall because it is a time of shedding, I guess, Um, a time to shift, to make some different decisions. And here in the desert, we have um, distinct seasons as far as our population. So our population at its lowest will be about 200,000 and then in season up to 800,000. So there is a significant difference between in and out. And so 
you know, being in the service industry and having the studio, um, we can prepare for what's going to happen um, in the next couple of months. And for those of you that don't live in this type of climate, that fall is rapidly on its way to winter and, and you'll be cozying in because you can't go outside. I also love fall because I can start planting seeds of what I would like to see grow in the spring. And so three times a year, I kind of do a re-evaluation of what's happening, um, not just with my businesses, but also my relationships and, you know, even the cleaning up of the house. I don't just do spring cleaning, but kind of a fall pruning. And then the other time is um, the first day of summer, so June 21st. So three times a year, I kind of begin again. And so I'm wondering, do you do that? Do you begin again certain times of the year? Or can you just begin again any time of the year? I have friends that, that do that. They just, you know, it'll be a Thursday in the middle of April. And they're just going to begin again. And I love that. Um, and sometimes that happens for me. But more often than not, the hard changes... Um, happen those three times of the year. And so it's important to take some time with a pen and paper or maybe a note-taking app on your phone to reflect on, you know, what's going on? What's, what's happening in my life right now? What's happening with my relationships? What's happening with my parenting? What's happening at school, what's happening with my personal life, what's happening with my professional life. And are there any shifts or changes or pruning that needs to happen? And if yes, then what does that look like? What one thing can happen in each of those areas, if need be, to either make a shift immediately or plant the seed for spring. And my husband and I were talking this morning about change and resilience and grit and um, willpower. And granted... There are some of us that were given more grit, more resilience, more willpower than others. But the great thing about those things is that they can be learned and they can be learned at any time in our lives. And also the remembrance that everybody's willpower bucket is different. Some of us have a deeper well and some of us have a very, very shallow bowl. And so we can't really rely on willpower to get us through because it is something that depletes. And so sometimes the grit and the resilience and the just baby step forward is, 
is what is necessary than not giving up even when the willpower is gone, even when our brain is saying, I just can't go one more moment. And we were talking about, you know, sometimes people when change happens, three things happen, and I'm sure there are more. But here are the three things that we were chatting about this morning. One, we have this awareness that change needs to happen. The, the fog has cleared in our head. We are eyes wide open, super clear that, oh my gosh, this has to change. And we do one of three things. One, we move toward it, find people to help us, resources to start the process of change. The second thing is we take look one look at that and go, oh, no, no, thank you. And my visual is kind of like Punxsutawney Phil and just right back into the cave. Like, no thanks. And then the other thing is the visual that I have is the squirrel in the middle of the road. And a car is coming and the squirrel can't make a decision to go left or right and just freezes. I'm a very visual person. Um, and both, all three of those things really resonate with me. I can see the moving forward. I can see the running back into my hole. And I can see just absolute freezing. And, and I've experienced those things, even though I feel like my, uh, my grit and resilience and willpower levels are relatively high. Um, and I've talked about this before. Sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. But if you think about the thing you want to change, what is your initial reaction? Right? What is, what is it? And it doesn't have to be your final reaction, your final response. Maybe it's just your initial one. Maybe the initial response is to run back into the hole, throw the covers over your head, but maybe this time you're going to practice some grit and resilience and do the opposite of what you normally do and walk towards the thing that changes, that needs to change. Maybe you are the squirrel in the middle of the road and there's just kind of this freezing that happens, you just can't make a decision, you're not sure. Maybe there's the acknowledgement of that. And maybe you decide to walk toward the thing that needs to change. So I think that as always, it's just important to be aware of how we are feeling about the impending change. Or the thing that you want to change. And maybe it's not even changing. Maybe it's just like pruning it back, like taking it back down to the studs. Like I love um, taking all of my clothes out of the closet, all of them, just taking them all out and making the hugest mess on my bedroom floor. Nobody else likes it when I do this, but I love it. And I take everything out and I clean everything. And then I put back the things that I love and I donate the things that I'm just not wearing and I look back in my closet and it just like there's just this deep sigh of relief. This 
just complete undoing of the closet and then refreshing it. So sometimes it's not a change that needs to happen, as I said. Sometimes it's just a pruning, a cleaning up, a getting rid of all the dead leaves that are no longer serving us. They're not serving any sort of purpose at all, actually. So maybe there's something like that for you. So maybe this morning or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're listening to this, maybe you're having a realization of maybe it is the closet. I mean, it could be. Maybe it's the kitchen cupboards. Maybe it's a shift at work. Maybe it's a shift in responsibilities at home. Maybe it's a backyard project that you want to tackle in the spring. And so you're going to sit down and and put together a budget for how that's going to look and then start putting some money away between now and the spring and in the spring decide to do the backyard. Or maybe it's a trip. Maybe next summer you want to take a trip someplace. And so now the seeds that are being planted are the ones that need to happen in order for you to take that trip. And it can be bigger. It can be bigger stuff. Maybe you're feeling anxious or depressed or you feel like you're wandering without direction and it doesn't feel right to you. I personally think that wandering is not a bad thing. I'm not sure for what the length of time the wandering should or shouldn't happen, but, you know, I think that wandering is good. But maybe you've been wandering for a while. Maybe you're kind of wandering aimlessly and you're feeling this unsettledness and it's time to take a look at that unsettledness, right? Maybe you want to learn something different. Maybe you would like to have more friends. Maybe you want to do something different eating wise. So one of the things that I have decided that I'm going to take on is running. I ran a lot when I, um, before I had Lucas and Um, I recently had lunch with a friend, and she's very active, very busy, and her energy is amazing, (laughs) and she just sparked this thing in me that, you know, I really miss that, and even though I do a lot of exercise and yoga and meditation, there is that fire part that is missing, so the yawn rather than the yin. So yin being more of the meditation, the slow, gentle movement. Um, The yawn would be even like a power flow class, but I don't have time necessarily to do that, but I certainly have time to take a run. And I was having a giggle because before I had Lucas, I ran a couple of marathons and a couple of half marathons. And at this point, I'm not sure I can run to the gate without stopping. And the gate is probably, I don't know, a quarter of a mile, maybe an eighth of a mile. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Um, and so 
you know, I'm thinking, do I really want to start this again? Um, but I'm also thinking that it would be a nice family thing to do because I know that Lucas loves running and it might be an amazing thing to do with him. So my brother shared with me an app and my friend Alyssa shared with me an app that you can do like a 20 minute walk run because I know what it's going to take. I know that I have to start there. Otherwise I'm going to hurt myself. So that is something that I am going to take on getting a little bit more fire into my daily routine. And that will also serve as an active meditation for me. Running was always an amazing meditation time for me, although I wasn't aware of that um, until I stopped doing it. And then I became hyper aware of it. And so that's where I'm going to begin. And my first step last night was, okay, I think I'd like to run a half marathon. And I think that there's a half marathon in Palm Springs in early winter, February or something. What do I need to do between now and then to participate in that without hurting myself and without taking away from the rest of my life? And so fortunately, there are many people that have these epiphanies. And so there's something online that I can, okay, well, I got to walk run this day, and I got to cross train on this day and add a little bit of mileage on this day. And then by the time February rolls around, um, I'll be ready. And so those are my baby steps. So today I got the running shoes out. And tonight, I will take my, my first run. And I am fully aware that this is not going to feel good. It is not going to feel good at all. And um, I know this. The other thing I know is that when I was running long distance is that for the first two or three miles, I used to just want to quit. Like, oh, this is not going to work today. I'm headed back home. I'm going to walk back in. I'm going to go get an Americano. This is not happening. And then after I hit that two mile, three mile hump, then, I mean, I could go on like Forrest Gump. But the problem here now is for the next couple of weeks, I'm not getting to two miles. I'm not getting to three miles. This is just going to be a mental challenge. So there you have it. What are you going to do? I mean, if I'm going to run 13.1 miles in February, what are you going to do? What shift are you going to make? What pruning are you going to do? I want to hear this is motivation for me to stick with what I'm doing. So two more things. I love fall to take the time to reflect on what I have accomplished so far. So this is the ninth month. And I can look back and see all that I have accomplished. And really, for me, um, this is difficult. Because um, it just is. It's a difficult practice, but one that is I have found to be super important to look back and see the things that I put on the agenda last fall and last January 1 and last June 21st and to see where did I stick with things and where did things fall apart and um, what do I want to 
reinvigorate, breathe life back into? And what do I want to let go of? So take that time to reflect, even if it's just a few minutes a day, even if it's a few minutes a week. And then the last thing is just to remember what I mentioned earlier is that the shift doesn't have to be today. The shift, the awareness can be, I think I want to plant this seed. I think I want to do this in the spring. I want to do this in August of 2020. And these are the things that I need to do in order for that to happen. So today's meditation is going to be a little bit different because I'm going to ask you to visualize the future. And really, that is the exact opposite of what I ask you to do nearly every week, which is to stay in the present. So just find a comfortable seat here. And if you're in your car, make sure the car is in park and you are in a safe spot. And as always, I invite you to choose whether you're going to close your eyes or not. It is not necessary to close your eyes. And if it feels good to lie down, you can certainly lie down. And then just take a moment to notice your breath when I mention and say the word change. How does that feel to you? How do you feel in your brain? Your mental space? How does your body feel when I mention the word change? Does your breath feel full and expansive or does it feel short and constricted? And remember, all of these questions are just awarenesses, invitations to be aware. You don't have to do anything about it. But you might find that your body responds when you are aware of it. Maybe that breath gets a little deeper. And in your mind's eye, I want you to think about your life now. I want you to think about all the roles that you play. Mom, friend, partner, colleague, coach, whatever it is. Think of all the roles, all the labels that you have. And then I want you to think about one area of your life that you're thinking about making a shift. You're contemplating making that shift. You haven't made a commitment to it, but you're feeling like it might be good if it happened. And I want you to think about six months from now. So in March, 
think about what it looks like outside of your window in March. Think about the temperature outside in March, what the sky looks like, what clothes you're wearing. And then I want you to think about that you did nothing over the last six months. You made no change. That you are still doing the same thing that you were doing back in September when you were thinking about maybe I need to make a shift. And I want you to notice how that feels. How does that land both emotionally and physically? That it's March, you're sitting on the couch looking outside, and you're remembering this conversation. And then go out even further. Go out to September of 2020. And again, you're taking a look at the weather and the leaves are changing. And it's getting darker earlier. And maybe you're still thinking about that thing that you wanted to change, but now it's been a year and it hasn't. And then I want you to go out another decade. So now it is September of 2030. And you're sitting on the same couch, looking out the same window, thinking about that same thing that you wanted to change. And notice how that feels. And then take a deep breath in through the nose and exhale through the mouth. And bring yourself back to today, September 23rd, 2019. And today you have lots of possibility. Today can be the day where things start to shift. One decision, one phone call, one thing that you stop, one thing that you start. And hopefully that brings a smile to your face. That it's not March of 2020. It's not September of 2020. It is not September of 2030. It is September 23rd, 2019. 
and there is a world of possibility. And so what are you going to do with it? And as always, I invite you to just sit for a little bit. Maybe take some notes. Or just breathe. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for the reviews. Thank you for your support. And until next time, may you be at peace. May you be at ease. And may you be free.